Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Boston Proper is for women who love distinctive style in styles that don't define them. Boston Proper designs are unique and made to fit flawlessly. Confident women wear Boston Proper as an expression of who they are, with chic, polished styling and unforgettable looks that get noticed anytime, every day, and on any occasion. When you want that certain something in everything you wear, Wear Boston Proper. Shop at bostonproper.com and wear it like no one else. Positively Gam is sponsored by Vaseline. See how they are working towards equitable skincare for all at Vaseline.com. In this episode, I speak with qualified specialists. If you wish to explore any treatments or products mentioned, please consult with your doctor first. At the end of the day, though, I think I really recognize that with my age, I really need to be paying more attention to my skin because I think people would be surprised how little attention I pay to my skin. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. Every week, I have raw, in-depth conversation with inspirational people pushing for change on everything from aging, relationships, politics, wellness, to the current issues facing the Black community. In this episode, we're going to be discussing skincare because that is one of the top questions that I get asked all the time. My skincare routine and my exercise routine. From beauty routines to what happens to our skin as we age, that's what we're going to talk about today. With us, we have Dr. Heather Woolery-Lloyd. Dr. Woolery-Lloyd is a board-certified dermatologist and a member of the American College of Lifestyle. She currently serves as director of the Skin of Color Division for the University of Miami. Welcome, Dr. Heather. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We are glad to have you on the show. Also with us is Dr. Alicia Barber, a Miami-based board-certified dermatologist who is a recognized authority on cosmetic dermatology and skin treatments. She is often asked to share her expertise to the Spanish-speaking media about the latest advancements in skincare. Welcome to Positively Gam, ladies. Thank you. 
So I think I want to start out by just asking, how does one determine what type of skin they have, whether they have oily skin or dry skin? How do you go about making that determination? I'm a full-time working dermatologist. I'm in the trenches. So skincare is something that I do every day. And oftentimes I find that patients know more or less what kind of skin they have. How about you, Heather? Yeah, I think you're right. I think most people do know that they have dry skin or sensitive skin or oily Mm -hmm. acne prone skin. But in general, I think people are pretty well versed on that. Yeah, I think I pretty much have combination skin and more probably towards the oily side. Which is great because I feel like when you're on the oily side, you can use more products because we don't have to worry. When you're on the oily side as derms, then we're just much more concerned. Is she going to get irritated? Is she going to have like in darker skin types? If you get irritated, you can get something called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So that's something that I love when my patients say they're normal to oily. <laughs> right. It's much, easier. it's much easier, especially when we're treating acne in teenagers. Yes. The worst type of teenager, the worst type of skin in a teenager is uh, a teenager or, or a woman, even with adult acne, that's already starting with dry skin. I find that for me, that's the most challenging because acne medicines, for the most part, tend to dry the skin. And if you're already starting with dry skin, it's going to be really hard for me to give you some of the yeah. best active ingredients and prescription uh, skincare products and to treat your acne if you're already starting with a dry base. Yeah. And even when I'm treating hyperpigmentation, same thing. The higher the ingredients, the more active ingredients, the more aggressive the regimen, generally speaking, the more irritating, the more drying. Yeah. So you're lucky. You, you, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, lifestyle. Does your lifestyle affect your the type of skin that you have or would it affect the type of skin routine you develop for yourself? Yes, definitely. Lifestyle plays a huge role. As you mentioned, I'm board certified also in the specialty of lifestyle medicine, which is a specialty that focuses on lifestyle changes to treat and prevent chronic diseases. So you might think, what does that have to do with dermatology? It has everything to do with dermatology because What's good for our body is good for our skin. So all the things we know we're supposed to do, we're supposed to eat lots of fruits and vegetables. We're supposed to sleep well, right? Get enough rest and get enough good quality and quantity sleep. We're supposed to, you know, not be too stressed out. Stress has a tremendous impact on our skin. I definitely felt during the beginning of quarantine, I thought my skin changed. I called Alicia. I said, you have to fix this. So uh, there's so many lifestyle factors that influence our skin and studies show that. So there are studies that show people who eat more fruits and vegetables have younger looking skin. There are studies that show that if you live in a more polluted city, you have more wrinkles and more brown spots. So all of these things play a role and, you know, never underestimate the, the impact of lifestyle on your skin. And lifestyle is absolutely something that I take into consideration when I'm recommending skincare and when I'm recommending treatments. And so the very first question that I will ask a patient is, what are you doing that exposes you to the sun? Are you a boater? Are you a golfer? Are you playing tennis? Are you outdoors with the kids at the park? Do you still have little kids where you have to be outdoors, you know, watching them swim? And the reason for this is because sun exposure is going to determine or how much sun exposure is going to determine what skincare active ingredients I'm going to recommend and what 
procedures I'm going to recommend or stay away from, right? Because a lot of these ingredients and treatments do not go hand in hand with sun exposure. And so if it is somebody who's actively getting sunshine, I am going to stay away from some active ingredients and I am probably not going to recommend laser treatments, for example. So lifestyle even determines what I can or can't do. Okay, so the the listeners can't see me, but you guys can see my face as you're talking about the sun because I love the sun. Okay, I love the sun. But I don't I don't feel like it's something that I, I, I wouldn't say that my lifestyle has me out in the sun all the time. It's just when I go on vacation, I don't feel like I'm on vacation unless I'm at the beach. That's number one. And I want to be, yeah, I mean, I got to have, I got to have the beach. I got to have the waves, the surf, a pool. If I don't have that, then I'm not on vacation. We both live in Miami. Right. So, you know, I live here for a reason. Alicia lives here for a reason. You can love the sun. You have to wear sunscreen. Wear a sunscreen, wear a hat. You know, as long as you really protect your skin, you can, you know, you can't get excessive amounts of sun, but you don't have to hide. You want to live your life, but you have to protect yourself. What I'm curious about is when you say you love the sun, do you love the sun where you actually have to go out there in a bathing suit to get a tan and feel the sun on your body on a weekly basis, <laughs> on a monthly basis, once a vac- one vacation out of the year? So what? where are we on that? Yeah, it's, well... I- because I, I, have, I I'm laughing because I know I'm wrong. I know I'm dead ass wrong. But I have um I have a pool, so I'm I spend my summer at the pool. At the pool, like swimming or actually on no. a lounge chair getting on a lounge chair. You want to have you want to get a little color and you just love the feeling of the yes. sun on your skin. Yes. And it's just been, I would say, in this past year that I've been like, okay, for real, you're 67. Your skin cannot, absolutely cannot handle this anymore because I have noticed that I have some dark spots on my forehead, on my cheeks. I don't know if it's sun damage or if it's just age. It's both. Oh, it's the age. It's the accumulation of, you know, all those years in the sun that presents right, at a true. certain age. So I always say it's both. I do wear sunscreen, though. It's not. I'm not out there just... I mean, like, when I was younger, I would just put on sun tanning lotion. Yeah, I love this conversation because this is one that I have with my patients every single day in Miami, which would probably be the same conversation that I would have in California. In a state where there is sunshine around us year round, which is why we live in these amazing cities, right? Right. And so this is, it is not uncommon for a patient to come to see me with brown spots who loves the sun, likes to be outdoors, is on a boat, plays tennis, plays golf, and is getting active sun in the setting of complaining about dark spots. And that makes my job really hard. I always say it's like the equivalent of you want to be skinny and you're going to work out three hours a day, but you're going to go home and you're going to eat the whole box of donuts. Are you going to be skinny? Right. And, you know, my patients always laugh when I give them that analogy, but my hands are tied. You're going to have to you're going to have to decide who you want to be. You know, who you want to be, you know, gorgeous, 
scam with, you know, more uniform skin? Or are you going to say, you know what, I need to do what I need to do in order to feel good, relieve some of the stress, because especially now during COVID, a lot of us, it's what we've done, right? For those of us that are fortunate to live in a city that has a beach or a pool and we can go and enjoy these things and get a little sunshine. And so I always say you're going to have to decide. Yeah, I will add, I am like you. I do being outside. I walk outside every single day for at least an hour in Florida sun. Now, I but I do modify. So I go early in the morning. So I try to finish Mm -hmm. my walk before 8 a.m. That's ideal. I wear sunscreen and a huge visor and I I take roots that are shaded. So you can spend that time outside and protect yourself. But if you need it, because you need it, I get it. (laughs) Really make a huge effort. If you're at home, cover yourself in sunscreen. It might not, you know, might not look great. You might have that white gray cast all over your face, but cover your face in sunscreen so you don't get one drop of sun on your face. Wear a huge hat, sit under an umbrella, do all of those things. So you still get that experience of being outside without, you know, you can't escape it completely, but at least minimize it. I can do that. So is is the face the main part of the body that I need to be really, really worried about as far as protection from the sun? I always tell my patients, wear sunscreen every day on your face. My patients are... Even if I'm not going to be outside? Yes. I'm going to tell you two reasons why. One reason is because it becomes a habit. So just like everything in life, you know, if you put on sunscreen every single day, then when you really need it, you're already going to have it on. So that's one reason. But also we know that UVA, so we have different types of ultraviolet light from the sun, UVA and UVB. UVA Mm -hmm. can penetrate windows. So there are actually pictures of people who've worked next to a window their entire life and one half of their face is completely wrinkled and the other half is completely normal. And so I do recommend a broad spectrum. It could be a moisturizer with sunscreen. As long as it's SPF 30, you should wear a sunscreen every single day. It has to become a habit. It's like real estate location and skincare for me, it's sunscreen on your face every day. Okay, so SPF 30 is the number that we're looking for. Okay, got it. I want to talk a little bit, I think, about how often do you think the average person should exfoliate? But how do you answer that question? There's so many different skin types and age and everything that's involved. How how do you determine that? I always say if you have maybe once weekly for... Uh, normal to dry. And if you're on the normal to dry side, your exfoliator might be something more gentle. It might not be, you know, a really strong glycolic or a really strong retinol. It might be something else, maybe a mild mechanical exfoliator. And if you're normal to oily, you can get a little more aggressive with that. You're exfoliating every time you bathe. That's right. And so there's that you know, also to take into consideration. And what are you using when you bathe? You know, are you just using your hand? Are you using a washcloth? Are you using something like a mitten that's a little rougher? So I agree, it can be confusing. And so for the most part, I tell patients once a week is fine. In the summertime, you know, maybe twice a week is okay, especially if you're going to go to the beach and, you know, you know, want to make sure that everything is glowy. And but Mm -hmm. always, if you're going to remember one thing of this conversation is, Every time you exfoliate, you must moisturize. Exfoliation yes. does not happen without moisturization. Like you need to put all of those things that you took off in addition to your skin cells, the dead skin cells, good things came off like your proteins and your lipids and natural moisturizer. So you need to make sure that you're putting that back.
not all care is created equal. Alaska's care stands wings and tails above the rest. And we want people to know so that the next time they book a flight, they'll book it with the most caring airline in the sky. Us. To Alaska, every customer is a guest, and every guest is a priority. That's why they go the extra mile, day after day, flight after flight, to treat you right. Because Alaska Airline is the only airline that cares about you as much as you do. Alaska flies here, there, and everywhere you care about, like Chicago, Hawaii, Las Vegas, Cancun, and New York. Earn 30% more miles compared to other U.S. airlines with Mileage Plan. See alaskaair.com slash mileage plan for details. Alaska rewards Mileage Plan members with one mile for every mile they fly. No other airline offers this many miles or this level of care. Book online now at alaskaair.com and earn one mile for every mile you fly on the most caring airline in the sky. Talk to me a little bit about retinol. That is a term that kind of is a little scary to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to be scared of. Retinol is just, and first of all, so retinol is the name that's in our body is retinoic acid. It's a hormone that we all have in our skin. So it's not some foreign chemical. It's something that our body makes, but you can apply it topically over the counter. It's retinol. But what do they do? What's the most important thing? So the most important thing is they increase cell turnover rate. So um, they exfoliate, just like Dr. Barbara was mentioning, to help exfoliate. If you have pigmentation, they can help with pigmentation. They, in multiple clinical studies, improve fine lines and wrinkles. So if if your concern is fine lines, you should be on a retinoid daily. Usually, I don't know what age do you start your retinoids, your patients? God. 15, 16, because we use it for acne. <laughs> and we use it for acne. Right, oh. yeah. So, yeah. So, so, is, so is a retinoid a product that you would typically use at night? Yes. So simple regimen, cleanse, serum, sunscreen in the morning, cleanse, retinoid, and a great moisturizer at night, and any other anti-aging thing. If you have hyperpigmentation, some other things you might want to add in at night. Okay. So this is the other thing that I did that I think really made a huge difference in my appearance. And this is something that is typical, I think, mainly for Black women. And it's the little uh, moles that are, like, my family is extremely (laughs) moly. And I can remember my girlfriend back in in Baltimore, she was like, you know, her name is Wendy Pittman. I'll never forget it. She's (laughs) the one who suggested this to me. She was, and she has beautiful skin. And she said, you know, you would look so much younger if you just got all of those moles just burned off. Let me tell you. And I did that. And it made, I'm telling you, it made a huge, I I swear it took 10 years off of me. Yeah. You know what it is? It got rid of the background noise. Yes. That's what I always Mm -hmm. It got rid of the background noise. We could all all of a sudden just see your skin kind of glow because we weren't being distracted by all of those little brown spots, which are not moles, by the way. Yeah. What are it's there's a name for it. Dermatosis papulosa nigra. We call them DPNs in dermatology. Okay. So I tell my patients a few things. One, they're hereditary. They run in families. They're not dangerous. You don't have to remove them. But if you do remove them, you'll see a tremendous improvement in your skin. And so typically you put on a numbing cream for around 10 to 15 minutes. And then we use a tiny little thing called a hyphricator that just superficially burns Mm -hmm. the top layer of the skin. They fall off in around three to seven days. And I tell you, 
everyone will notice. What happened? You look so yes, wonderful. you look so you look so and, much younger. That was it. So that is one thing that I would recommend to my black listeners. If you know, if you have that condition, it will take years. <laughs> off of you so, if you so can let just, just describe what the, what the condition is so these tiny little brown kind of growth they look like like almost like little flat yeah or freckles almost or freckles right and they're usually like on the sides of the cheek on the sides of the face but they can also be on the neck yes the right on the body on the back i had a lot of them taken off of my back about a month ago and so I'm always very sensitive, though, when I bring it up with my patients. It's not just black, my black patients that get them. Latin patients can get them, too. I get covered in them, and I got a lot of them during pregnancy. But I'm careful because some people actually do think they're beauty marks. You know, if you like them, keep them. And so I'm always respectful if right. somebody says, "Yeah, um, you know, I like them. And I, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> but it, it made a huge difference. All right. So now we're starting to wind down, though. So as far as your products, your moisturizers, and we didn't really talk about toners, but for all of your your skincare products, is it necessary to spend a lot of money? I think that it's not necessary to spend a lot of money as long as you're choosing clinical grade products. There are lots of products that are over-the-counter, available at drugstores, that have lots of scientific testing to prove efficacy and that they do improve the skin. So the key is that you have to spend a, a lot of money, but you should do your research and just don't fall victim to marketing, you know? Yeah. Really make sure that you're looking at the ingredients and that the company has done studies. So, so how would the average person know that? What should we be looking for? Most companies, if you spend the money to do a study, they want to shout it out, you know, because beauty editors really want to hear. They see so much stuff. They want to hear things that are based in science. That would be my advice. Just do a little bit of research. What do you think? I always say a cleanser doesn't have to be expensive. Sunscreens don't have to be expensive. Probably where you're going to spend a little bit of money is going to be on your antioxidant serum, which I think is key in everybody. Uh, a vitamin C, a vitamin C E with ferulic acid, an antioxidant that goes on in the morning, basically yes. to get rid of free radicals. We have to remember that sunscreen is not a complete block, that even though we're wearing sunscreen, skin, UVB and UVA rays will still penetrate, mainly UVA rays will still penetrate and release free radicals. And so having an antioxidant underneath your sunscreen is key. So those tend to be a little pricier. And so I would, you know, consider splurging on that. And then your nighttime collagen stimulator, your retinol, whether you're using okay. a prescription or a good grade over the counter one, that's probably going to be on your, on the pricier side. Maybe I'd put my dollars there and then my antioxidant serum, and I would save on my cleanser. I would save on my toner and I would save on my sunscreen because sunscreens do not have to be expensive. Right. I want to talk about aging skin a little bit before we, we end. What are the different change, changes that you will see as you start to age? Like the loss of elasticity and crow's feet and, you know, lines when you smile. Like, how do people deal with that? So one of the first things that a patient will come in and complain about, and actually it's been shown in studies, the very first sign of aging that a woman will see will be the lines around um, her eyes, the crow's feet, right? And then 
from there, patients will come in complaining that, you know, their face is falling, right? The eyebrows are no longer where they were. They're mm-hmm. lower. That's causing the eyelid skin to kind of be heavier on the eyelid and the cheeks to be lower. And then the jowls, that area on the yeah. jawline that kind of hangs, right? And so all of a lot of this has to do with chronological aging. You know, it's inevitable, right? We're going to age and we're going to produce less collagen and elastin and our skin will show those changes. But there's a lot of things that we talk, like we spoke about that are environmental too. Sun is huge. It's a huge collagen degrader. It will chew up your collagen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and smoking is another one, yeah. right? And so, um, and so I always tell, you know, my patients who sometimes they come in a panic mode, I really do believe that aging is a blessing and we need to see it as such that we can get consumed in doing these procedures and using skincare, skincare, active ingredients and peels and doing all of these things simply with the goal of looking younger. I kind of adhere kind of to the message that we do them to look better for where we are today in life and and get rid of this like desire to, you know, do crazy things because we're trying to look younger. I don't do these procedures to myself to look younger and I don't do them to my patients to look younger. I do it so that they can look better so they feel better. That's such a good point, Alicia. I love that. I love that. So I have two questions for you guys in our Wouldn't You Like to Know segment. Dr. Alicia, we'll start with you. What is one piece of advice you would give your patients? So one piece of advice that I would give my patients, number one, I would say recognize that getting older is a blessing and it's a privilege. I would say be very careful about what you put into your body, what you're injecting into your skin and how much you're injecting into your skin. More is not better. And then number two, I would say be very careful of who you go to. Oh, my goodness. Yes. There is a lot of misinformation in our communities of color, in our brown and black communities, where there are these clinics that are where they have non-certified physicians, non-board certified dermatologists, plastic surgeons, they're not even plastic surgeons. They could be a pathologist with an MD and they can do medical surgical procedures. I feel that a lot of these clinics prey on our communities of color because we want to be beautiful and sometimes we want to, we don't have access to to some of these procedures because they can be expensive. And so they bombard us with these images of gorgeous women, but they don't talk about the risk in some of these procedures, particularly in these BBLs, the Brazilian butt lifts, where they're taking fat from one part of the body and injecting it into our behinds. Yes. So I'm very passionate about that. I want our communities to know that these procedures can be done safely, but you need to be very careful as to who you're going to. Make sure that your physician is trained or board certified in the specialty that they're practicing. Never go to someone's home to get injected. Do not let a salon inject you and don't go to a hotel to do any of these. Oh, my gosh. That is so important. And I know it's happening a lot in our community. Yes. And we see it, unfortunately, a lot in Miami. And what also happens in Miami is that these international 
doctors, they say, come into town and set up shop in a hotel room in somebody's home, and they actually inject patients. And then when that person takes off, guess who's there to pick up the pieces? You guys. Got it. Got it. Final question, Dr. Heather. What is something in the beauty industry you would want to normalize? So... That's such a great question because that has been a big part of my career. As I mentioned earlier, I developed a skincare line specifically for women of color. And I do think that in general, we have been ignored by the beauty industry when Mm. it comes to creating products that are safe and effective and address our needs and concerns. So I took it upon myself to develop a line, but you know, there's space for everyone, right? So I want that to be, for me in the beauty industry, to be the future where you see every skin type, every skin color, and that not only in skincare, but in makeup, in yes. in all of those things that we do in the beauty industry. When I grew up, and I know when Alicia grew up, we didn't see anyone who looked like us ever. No. And that's changing now. That's changing. But I hope it's not a fad. I hope it's not just this year. Oh, it's trendy to mm-hmm. include people of color in marketing and to develop products specifically designed to address their needs and their concerns. But so I'm hoping that this trend, which I think is a wonderful trend, and I really do feel finally that the beauty industry is hearing us. We're a huge buying market. Huge. We spend more of our paycheck on personal care than any other group. So really, as a group, we really need to be paid attention to. (laughs) That's the biggest thing for me. That's one of my passions is really just increasing access, increasing selection, and just making sure that we're all included in the conversation when it comes to beauty and skincare. Perfect. What about you, Dr. Alicia? I love that, Heather. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel exactly like she does. I still feel that there's kind of a stigma associated with talking about Botox and talking oh, absolutely. about modulators and fillers and that we tend to be a little more reserved about sharing those things with mm-hmm. our friends. And I would like to see it normalized because oftentimes what happens is, say, a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old will come in and they're comparing themselves to other 40 and 50-year-olds in their social circle that are cheating. And yes. there's... And we're no longer comparing apples to apples. Right. Cheating, when I say cheating, I mean by doing a little something, doing a little baby Botox. Yeah, but even, see, even you calling it cheating, Dr. Alicia. You're right. You're is, right. It's, it's true. It's putting, it's putting some hesitation exactly. on the conversation. You are, ab- you are absolutely right, right? We have to, th- I have to think of a better way to say that, but. The point is I that mean, we are doing things to ourselves to make us look better. Yes, and, and I think it's I, I think it's as simple as saying that it's okay if that's what you choose to do. Yes, and not being kind of so sneaky. And sometimes I even see it in in people being interviewed where they refuse to say <laughs> that they do some of these things. Yes. And it is- so unfair because we know that they're doing some of these things. Absolutely. Right? Um, and so I would just like. Um, yes, we are. God damn it. Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's totally okay. And the reason we're doing it is because, number one, it works. And number yes. two, it's they're safe and they make 
a difference. Hey, right? They do so make a difference. Like Normalize It's kind of that conversation around it. So where if we do a little bit that we can be a more kind of transparent and share, right? And not and, and that there not be a stigma to it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I always say we don't need to frown. This this little forehead has been frowned for years. <laughs> yeah. But again, it. but again, it's so important that you trust the person that you're going to. Absolutely. I don't know about these people that are having Botox parties and all of that. Pay attention yes. to where you're getting your information I from. I have never done one. I would never do a treatment outside of my office. Yeah. Ever. I think Please it's a careful people that belongs in a medical practice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was such a wonderful conversation. I so enjoyed it. And so before we go, please share with the listeners where they can follow you on social media. I'm Dr. Heather MD. You can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. My content that I create is about wellness and dermatology. Perfect. I'm going to look up your products too. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and you, Dr. Alicia? So I'm Dr. Alicia Barba. You can find me on Instagram. The handle is at Barba Beauty and at Barba Skin Clinic. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank All right. You. So here are my takeaways from Dr. Alicia and Dr. Heather. Number one, a basic skin routine does not require a lot. Cleansing, serum and moisturizers with active ingredients and sunblock, and you're done. Number two. It's best to use retinol products with your nighttime routine with a good moisturizer to follow. Number three, every time you exfoliate, you must moisturize. Number four, it's not necessary to go broke on expensive products. What is important is the active ingredients, so take the time to do your research. Number five, sunblock with a minimum of SPF 30 is a must. Find one you love and apply daily. No excuses accepted. And number six, it's a privilege to age gracefully. And remember, health and healthy skin is what's really important. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Follow me on my Instagram at Gammy Nars to share with me your thoughts on this episode. I'm here, I'm talking, and I'm listening. And as always, stay grateful, y'all. Positively Gam is produced by Westbrook Audio. Executive producers, Adrian Banfield-Norris, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Brown, and Fallon Jethro. Co-executive producer, Sim Hoti. Segment producer, Ash Francis. Associate producer, Erica Ron. Editor and mixer, Calvin Bayless. Positively Gam is in partnership with Art19.